Hey everyone, Michael here. I hope you've all been staying safe and healthy. I've really missed doing the podcast this past month, and I greatly appreciate your patience during this hiatus as we all figure out how to navigate this batshit crazy situation. Feels good to be back, though. But before we dive into the gore-filled fun, let's get the boring, serious stuff out of the way first. Now, I'm not usually a fan of disclaimers. Dogsnout County is pretty much the total opposite of a safe space. What with the, uh, you know, bloodthirsty cannibals and the murder and the necrophilia and all that good fun. I assume that if you listen to the show, you probably don't offend easily. But given the fact that the next few episodes revolve around this unprecedented ordeal we find ourselves in, I just wanted to be clear that I do take the situation very seriously. Just like everybody else in the world, this pandemic has affected me greatly. I've left the house a total of like three times to get groceries, my finances have taken a hit, And worst of all, my family suffered the loss of a relative a few weeks back due to COVID-19. So believe me when I say this is not a joke to me. But that doesn't mean that I'm not going to joke about it. I've always felt that no joke is off limits and I truly believe that finding humor in the darkest of times, especially in the darkest of times, is the best coping mechanism in the world. Laughter's the best medicine, as they say, and I think we could all use a good laugh right about now. Hopefully you find what I've done in the next few episodes amusing and we can laugh together. If you're cool, then come join me in Dogsnow County, because living in a town full of cannibals, mutants, and killer clowns sounds a lot more fun than living in the real world right now. And with all that aside, on with the show. Greetings, listeners. I hope y'all are doing well. I know many of you are stuck in quarantine and cooped up in your houses, probably getting cabin fever what with being trapped inside with your families for far too long. Now, if you do happen to snap and murder your parents with an axe or bash your boyfriend's head in with his dumbbells, just know that you're always welcome here in Dog Snout County. We've kind of got a soft spot for murderers here in these parts, as you're well aware. Anyways, just because y'all are hole up in your houses don't mean you gotta go stir-crazy. After all, springtime is here and there's plenty of fun to be had in the great outdoors. Which brings me to the subject of today's mini-sode. We've got a special little treat here for you today. Rather than having me drone on about springtime activities, you'll be blessed by the ethereal voice of Dog Snout County's favorite 300-pound quadruple amputee, Mayor Mama. Mama had heard tell about how y'all were starting to feel kind of antsy. And so she reached out and asked if I would have her on the show so that she could share some of her ideas for springtime fun with all of you. Of course, I said yes. You never say no to Mama, lest you want to end up inside the chest freezer in her garage. Now, Mama did want to come into the studio and share some of her fun ideas with you directly, but unfortunately, the mop bucket that Bagman usually rolls her around in is currently out of commission. You see, just last night, a horde of Hank's rabid feral children broke out of their cages and got into a barrel of radioactive biohazard waste and ended up sprouting a bunch of tentacles. The children were so thrilled about their new appendages that they rushed down to Mama's manor to show them off to the closest thing they have to a parental figure. Mama welcomed the kids with open arms, or rather open nubs, and congratulated them on their newfound tendrils. 
She gave them each a piece of hard candy, which were of course sugar-coated molars extracted from the corpse of a federal agent that Mama had recently done away with, and then Mama sent the kids back on down to Hank's child farm. The thing is, the rabid feral kids are known for spewing diarrhea on the walls of every home that they enter, and they did just that. Now, Bagman is used to cleaning shit off the walls every time Mama has a visitor. You see, while eating human beings is good for the soul, it does tend to cause some gastrointestinal issues in the residents here in town. But the thing is, it didn't end with the diarrhea. To add insult to injury, the kids also sprayed ink from their new tentacles, which stained the walls something terrible. And poor Bagman was up all night cleaning up the mess. All this to say, the mop bucket that Mama usually rolls around in is currently filled with octopi ink, so Mayor Mama was unable to make the trip down to the radio station. But what she did do is have Bagman deliver a cassette tape to me, which I'ma play for you right now. So without further ado, here's Mayor Mama with some tips to make the most out of this beautiful springtime weather. Hello, my sweet little dog, Snout County Flesh Pups. Look toward the skies, and you can see by the formidable clouds that something wicked this way comes. And what is that wicked something you might inquire? Why, springtime, of course. Springtime is approaching, ready to leave puddles and worms in its wake. Oh... Springtime was my favorite season growing up. And as I found myself getting lost in my own poor-filled childhood memories, I was inspired to check in with Dog Snout County today to offer some suggestions for family-friendly seasonal activities. I just love seeing the citizens of a town I have raised and cherished so dearly, having such a kick of a time out there. Call up your relatives and cannibals for a springtime get-together. I'm sure they'd love to hear from you. And I am happy to share my mama's elderflower lemonade recipe with you for a nice refreshing drink. Even the kitties from Hank's Child Farm have my permission for a day off from excruciating child labor to partake in the festivities. They especially love the maypole. Unsuspecting tourists are ideal for serving the double purpose of a maypole and nutrition for efficiency's sake. You can capture them and incapacitate them with sentence. But can still be present for the fun. Shove a pointed stake into the reptiles. And be sure to hold it steady as you slide it through. They may wiggle in agony, so it requires dexterity and a light hand. You want the stake to poke all through their mouths so that you can roast them like a pig later on. But there's nothing quite like the simple pleasure of seeing the children. So full of innocence and joy, circling an impaled tourist, and laughing gaily as they clutched a slippery intestine to their little fingers. A carousel of carnage as they bind the victim with his own insides. Oh, another spectacular activity for welcoming spring with loving arms is making nests out of human scalps. 
They make the prettiest decorations with pastel eggs and clusters of dandelions inside and a variety of hair colors. Brunette, blonde, even the crazy colors that spunky young uns like to do nowadays, like sea green or purple. They're all so festive looking. Now, whether your victim is alive or dead, your best bet is to use a table saw. You're more likely to get a nice, even, and clean cut. Now, you'll want to cut just above the ears and around the eyebrow bone. The latter will give you these neat little grooves around the edges that make your nest more realistic and believable. And you'll have plentiful room to place whatever pretty little trinkets you like in there. Your kids can participate in this project too. They're sure to love getting their hands dirty while hollowing out the gray matter in the grapefruit spoons. It's kind of like scooping out the guts to make a jack-o'-lantern. Make sure to scoop out just enough of that gory gook. You should be able to start seeing bone. And how about that? You got yourself a nice, nifty little nest. The hair. Matted with blood and sticking out every which way. Looks just like the unruly twigs of a robin's nest. You can even get a bit craftier by making it into a basket if you'd like. Just thread some wire through the remaining skin on the outside of the head on one side, bend it, and tie it through on the other side. There you have it. It can be a spring decoration or useful for collecting the eggs from the hen house. Oh. Oh, forgive me. My memory slips every now and then. I forgot to tell you about one more thing. Spring brings not only rain and tulips, but wind as well. What better way to welcome and celebrate that than by making kites? It's also a great opportunity for families to spend quality time together and exercise teamwork. Now we encourage locals to make their own kites from scratch as it is much cheaper and more environmentally feasible. Substituting the use of plastic and other materials with honest to goodness flesh. It's a great family bonding experience. To nab an unsuspecting person off the street, chain them to the basement ceiling, flee the skin off their back. Oh, now for this last part, you wanna skin them in layers thin enough to let nature take its course. You can get creative. But the back is usually the most opportune place to skin your victims for kite making, as it is vast and more likely to give you substantial material. However, it is pretty neat to see the occasional chest hair or nipple adorning a kite. This must be done with artful precision, though, and should be left to the adults for safe, professional outcomes. <sighs> your children can really tap into their creativity. Decorate the kites with things like dandelions, flower petals, glitter, disembodied teeth, satanic symbols, anything goes. Fine but sturdy bones, such as finger bones wired together lengthwise, 
will do a stellar job of keeping your kite stable against the turbulent winds when threaded through a clear vessel skin. Oh, it's so wonderful. Congregating with your family on a pretty day, feeling the grass beneath your feet, enjoying the sun on your face, watching a flap of brutalized skin flutter in the wind gracefully like a butterfly. Knowing that it's a product of not only your own sadistic innovation, but also what matters most. Family harmony, togetherness, and giving love to our planet by being environmentally conscientious and making what you can out of human scouts and skin. Anyhow, this has been Mayor Mama checking in with some advice made out of love and maternal experience. I want to challenge you today by telling you to give life a big hug with the arms or tentacles you are blessed with. Prance about in the blossoming fields with the legs God gave you. Or in my case, the stumps left from the legs God took from me. Don't let the spring pass you by without noticing its beauty. You be careful out there now. And there you have it, folks. Mayor Mama's handy tips for making the most out of spring 2020. I hope you take Mama's advice to heart and have some fun out there. Lord knows we all need a little fun right about now. I sure do hope you enjoyed today's mini-sode. We'll be back soon with a full-length episode in which I'll share with all of y'all how dog snout residents are doing their part to help combat this dreaded coronavirus. Until then, stay healthy and stay safe. And most importantly, stay alive. Because if y'all die, then Dog Snout County will have nobody left to eat. The Backwoods Radio Show is produced by me, Michael LaRusso, with special help this week from Casey Lauren. And full credit to Casey, who not only provided the voice of Mayor Mama, but actually wrote Mayor Mama's springtime segment as well. If you like the podcast, please rate and review it on Apple Podcasts, and be sure to share it with your friends who also have a fucked up sense of humor. And as always, thanks for listening. (laughs) 